very, very warm welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Really Bad Mental Health Podcast. It's just three mates talking everything mental health. There's Adam, Adam and Lisa. How are you guys? I'm really good. I know my stock answer shouldn't be, I'm really good. <laughs> yeah, one day you're going to say, God, I'm really bad. I'm really good is just a British thing to say isn't it, when we're asked how we are. Um, I'm all right. It's been a very, very busy week. Um... We had a great event, which we'll cover uh, shortly on Sunday. It went really well. Um, I've had lots of work on, and I need a holiday. Excellent work. Tell us more about the event. The event, the uh, Brave and Determined Market Stall in Shaftesbury. Yes. We had this Market Stall Shaftesbury Sunday, which is actually the deferred Christmas market. Um, but as always with these events, we set them up in the morning. We think, nah, probably not going to have a very good day here. And then we end up having a brilliant day. It was a um, great day. And it's a great day because we raised lots of money for the Brave and Determined Charity, but also lots of networking, talking to lots of people. And you get moments like we had towards the end of the day where a lovely lady came up to us and said, I just want to thank you for helping our husband, helping my husband. And we don't know who the husband is. And it's Aww. these little nuggets like that. And That's then, nice. Yeah, yeah. so, so we're paying for, yeah, for his counselling and we didn't even know who he was, which Aww. is fantastic. It's a yeah. great thing, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm just going to add to that. The, you, you've sold the positive there, Harv. Yes. Oh, my God, that is hard work, it is isn't hard it? Work, isn't it? It is really hard work. So yeah. it starts Friday afternoon where we're packing the whole this whole office up with all the clothes in. And OG Charlie, our chair of trustees, came and helped. We boxed all up Friday afternoon. Then the day starts. What time do you get out of bed on Sunday? Oh, six, I think. Yeah, and then what time did we finish? By the time you've unpacked it, set the gazebo up, da da da, it was half nine by the yeah. time we sorted that out. We're there all day till half three, maybe? And then we pack it all down, bring it back here to, to HQ, unpack it all, because it all has to be hung up, because otherwise it will get creased. And then what time did you get home? Oh, seven. Yeah, it yeah. is a slog, man. Yeah. It's a really positive day, but oh my God. <laughs> it is. I mean, the positivity kills the slog for me, so I'm... But yeah, oh, it's good. Tough. It's good. Tough, tough, Anything tough. else? Yeah. Um, I stopped taking my antidepressants finally. Not I haven't just stopped, stopped. I wouldn't do that. I've been coming off and been weaned off of them after probably the best part of 15 years of being on them. And I've now done just over a week not taking antidepressants. Um, so it was like the final piece of the puzzle to fix. I think he needs a, a very that short round of applause. massive. That is amazing. Well done. That is great. That is fantastic news. And how, how are you, you feel? feeling? Yeah. <laughs> um, not going to lie, it's not, it's not totally plain sailing. Um, I have been up and down, that is for sure, um, and gone back to a couple of sleepless nights and return of a panic attack which i haven't had for a very long time so that was a challenge but i knew these things were going to come i've got other ways of dealing with them um and different coping mechanisms and it's just a, it's a step i needed to take so as we all know halves has made metal and he'll do this yeah. and he'll come out the other side with a smile on his face so fair play to you man what a challenge you know i said to you the other day you took on not drinking bossing it you're, ta you're taking on not taking antidepressants after h how many years? I mean, this is this is a huge thing. Huge, yeah. And I think that, you know, it's going to be super difficult. There's going to be some real hard times. But the storm will pass and one day you'll be stood in the sun. And I think it's a really, really good thing. So well done, mate. I'm really, really pleased for you. Thank really you very much. It's not an easy... I'm not crying. You're no, right. I've got... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm totally cool, man. It's really dusty. <laughs> There's something in my eyes. Honestly. I've still I'm... got a start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not crying. You are. <laughs> no, it's, it's been... Um, 
it's been a challenge, but I, I I had to do it. I had to do it, and I've told the important people in my life that I was doing it. And now everybody that listens to this as well. Yeah, well, um, because people need to know what you're going through so they can help you go through it. So yeah, onwards and upwards. Well done. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And to share it on here, yeah. where you know, eighteen people are going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and download it, not just listen. Yeah. Download it as well. I think that's amazing. So well done, mate. That's good. Thank you very right, much. Right, Lise. Yeah, I mean that, that's a hard one. Yeah, I'm gonna say, can you not up? ask me first? <laughs> <laughs> I can't really top that with my. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm all right. I I was very chilled this weekend. So unlike you, I saw you guys Sunday morning. It was lovely to see you and like you know come and see the stall. I had a lovely relaxed Sunday. I went for a sound bath. Oh, sounds amazing. It is amazing. You're I was, looking at me I was like, looking like either I don't know what a sound bath is or, or he's thinking what a waste of time. Well. I think I need to experience one. I think oh I need God. to. I'm, I've, I have learned. There. I have learned over the last few years. Yeah. To reserve judgment and try things at the end of May. Who, where is this? It's at the um, Methodist Church in Shaftesbury. Is it like the little metal bowls? So it's the bowls. Yeah. Oh man, because so I've got one bowls, of those. It's um, like singing bowls. It's yeah, yeah. water. It's. This is that is my that is my cup of tea. Yeah. That is full oh, zen, man. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I love realize it. this. I used to go to sleep me? every night listening to. I used yeah. to ask <laughs> to play. <laughs> oh yeah, she's not here. I can say Alexa um, to play the the singing yeah. bowls, and that would put me to sleep. It is great. unbelievably. Like I still have moments where my mind's wandering, mm. but I find it really hard to quiet my mind. Me too. So, but when I'm there, there are times when I'm like I can't remember the like. Like it goes on for about an hour and a half. But what is it? It's just it's the sound wave. So you, it's it's supposed it's you. I do you know, I knew I should have like researched properly what this. Well, you went. Was. I went. Yeah, I just went and He's enjoyed it. So the first time I went, my friend Lindsay took me to Wales Cathedral for some guys called uh, Space Through Sound, who were they were like pretty high up in the world of sound baths, and this was at Wales Cathedral. <laughs> so that was like an epic kind of like setting. And she was like, come along. It's supposed to like heal you a bit. It's supposed to move some of your energies around. It's supposed to calm you down a bit. So the vibrations of the different sound waves go through your body so and shift your energy that's like stuck. So it's quite emotional. Are you, at the time. Are you stood up? No, you down. down. Oh, what? Do you let in the Methodist church yeah. in town? You let you lie down? Yeah, you bought I've a, got to come, man. Bought along I'm, a mat. Some people, one lady bought along like a fold out bed thing. She yeah, was I'm going like, to bring a double mattress. Yeah. yeah. Double mattress, eye mask, yeah. <laughs> bedside clock. And it's literally just different <laughs> sound waves move. Like he plays them all different sound waves, different octaves, different, different things. And, um, it just goes through your body and you just lie there and just listen to it and it just completely zends you out. Have you ever, the little metal bowls, I can't think what they're called. I think they're just, are they just called... Um, singing bowls. Singing bowls, they, yeah. I think there must and be a And you get like big white ones which I think are like... Oh, I don't know if they're crystal. But so the one I've got, crystal. right, I bought... Uh, uh, the, that story is irrelevant. I'm not even going to tell that story. But <laughs> what you can do with it is it comes with a little like wooden yeah, stick and you, and you go, go around, around it. Now, if you hold that onto someone's like lower back and you're really good at, at like going around it, it massages because it like... Um, you know, like when you can get a, a glass yeah, well, to puts, sing... At the end, he put some water in it yeah. and like move the water with the... Yeah. It shows like how much of a vibration it's, like resonance, it's making. Isn't it? yeah. It's like a noise of resonance. I'm, I'm going to come, Lisa. How oh. much was it? Um, well, my sister bought it for my birthday. It was £15. Oh, that's right. I thought you were going to say 50 quid. I wasn't no. going to go then. It well, was, on honestly, that, yeah. I want to go to another one because yeah. it was Harvard's an hour and a half interested. of just like... <laughs> well, this is not always taking me long, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. out when the next one is. And then mm. after that, I had an hour after that, I had a breathwork class. 
with my beautiful friend. And this makes me laugh because, because uh, not that I'm going to ask your age, Lise, but how long have you been breathing? I have been breathing for 40 and a bit years. Um, but it's more about the types of breathing you do. It's more about nasal breathing. It's about controlling your breathing. And it's about unleashing emotions that we sit on and we don't know. We know they're there, but we can't deal with them. Like I've got a lot of, still a lot of unresolved grief and emotion about my mum. And I sometimes can't face that day to day. Like I know it's there. I know I need to, but we just don't cry about stuff like day to day, do we? And <laughs> I find it really hard to cry. I find it really hard to cry, cry. like cry in front of people. I can't bear it. Like it makes oh, really? me feel, yeah. It's not, if I cried in front of you, you are lucky because I don't cry in front of many people. You haven't cried in front of me. Well, you're not very lucky yet. <laughs> oh, well, there well, we go. But, and so it, like there was five of us there. You lie down again and I mask on and she goes through the breathing um, but that helps you cope with grief well so it, there's like an outpouring of emotion like every time I've done it so I've done it twice with Wim Hof um, with Heather who does Wim Hof and I've done it a couple of times with Lindsay and every time I do it I cry and like the emotion that's sat in my chest just I feel like I can let it go Wow. and every time I do it I feel a little bit lighter and I feel like I can think about my mum in a more of a happier way than what I I don't want to think about her and be sad, and but sometimes I do. Do you know what I mean? I'm sad that she's not here. I'm sad that she was so ill. I'm sad, you know, that we didn't have that time with her and stuff. And but I don't want to think about her in a sad way. I want to remember the happy times. And I feel like this is a, mm. a way that lets me do it. Wow. I mean. I will reserve judgment because, as I, I think I said in the last pod, hypnotherapy was a game changer for me. And yeah. that is definitely something I would have been cynical about. And it's probably similar. It's like meditation, getting on that kind of level of... And I think I can I can sort of understand the breathwork thing more than I can understand the singing bowls. Yeah. Because um, that <laughs> sounds a bit Beauty and the Beast to me. Yeah. I think they're in there. But yeah, and it's good for like, because I breathe a lot. In I'm a mouth Shut breather. Off. <laughs> I'm pretty good at breathing. <laughs> but I breathe a lot through my mouth rather than my nose. And nasal breathing is a lot better for us. And breathing through our diaphragms. When I'm sat in the cold tub, I breathe through my yeah, nose. Yeah, so you breathe, but you breathe slowly, don't you? And you yeah. breathe through here. You mm. don't breathe. And when we're mm. breathing through our chests, I sound like Lindsay now, I've been taking it all in. We get our bodies in that fight and flight mode because we're shallow breathing and mm. our body thinks something's going to happen. Mm. Well, this is kind of interesting because our topic... It's going to all lead on. It will lead we'll on. So, yeah. I'll tell you what, that is quite an emotional start to our podcast. Yeah, it is. It's Sorry, not I didn't like know that was come out. We no, that's really cool. <laughs> we haven't even asked how you are yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> You're not allowed to just say that. You've well, no, say. <laughs> you know, I think life's been... You know, it's had its up and down since we last saw each other. There's been some cool bits and there's been some tough bits, but, you know... That's Nothing compared to what you guys have just, just told us. So <laughs> let's move on. Um, we got to go back to last the last episode we did because Schmingle Dingle. How oh. was your Schmingle Dingle, Harv? Well, I mean, I think my Schmingle was one and truly dingled. <laughs> what about you guys? Um, I don't want to say that I didn't believe you, but... The ne- <laughs> <laughs> but the, I work with a lovely Polish girl called Kat. And I, of course, I asked her, I said, um, so in, uh, in Poland, what do you call Bank Holiday Monday? You know, the, the Easter Monday. And she said... It's the way she put it, though, was Schmingles Dingles. Ah, Schmingles Dingles. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, that's not quite what Harv said. But she said they I mean, just they just have a water fight now. Because oh. you said wet branches, don't you, didn't you? She said back in the day they used to actually hit each other with branches, which is amazing. Maybe Easter we Monday, should do that. everyone gets an ass whooping. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's mental, isn't it? It's, it's a bit crazy, but I'm glad you um, you checked out and, you know, Schmingle Dingle was real. Yeah, and so just so every, all the listeners out there know that Harv was telling the truth. That is, his Schmingle was dingled. <laughs> it, and, I mean, someone, if I wasn't telling the truth, I was saying it because I believed it. Yeah, yeah. You know, someone yeah. could have pulled the wool over my eyes. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, the dingle over your Schmingle. <laughs> um, and then we've got the ongoing battle that Elise and I keep voice noting each other about is the Tesco self-checkout. Is it the QR? code or is it the fact that you go too quickly through the self-service checkout oh half's gonna say something i think we need to rewind here a little bit because i'm not even sure what the debate is about uh, that was my so my rant was the fact that they put the qr code next to the barcode which the the self-service till weeds the barcode the qr code and then it doesn't register the item so it makes like a noise and it goes purple and it's like uh, uh, like a yeah i don't and then know you have to scan it again I don't know whether I was asleep during this part of the pod last time. <laughs> Just zoned out. Cause but I've <laughs> never had that problem. What, it's never stopped you putting an item through? So you yeah. know that you go like, beep, yeah. beep. And it goes, something that will go like, mm. And then it's, and it goes purple, and and it won't let you put the next item through, and you have to wait. Uh, they're and I get, maybe they're more patient. Yeah, than us. I think you and I are just like, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> like I the littles. <laughs> well, no, it's accidental because exactly. they put it next to the. We haven't got anything in there that might have a QR code on. Well, that there's a bottle of water on the table that so I'm pointing to. A bottle of Coke. Yeah. Other. Soft drinks are yeah, available. Yeah. A bottle of Coke will have the barcode, and next to it will have a small QR code that you can scan, and it will tell you about Coca Cola. Right. But if the if the self service picks up the QR code, no. it doesn't recognise the barcode. It tells you to put the item to one side, doesn't so, it? So I went in there and went absolutely banzai, like a man possessed, to put everything through the self checkout as quickly as I could to prove Lee's wrong, and it didn't. It didn't do it. It did, for some reason. I reckon it was like you know Saturday night. Did you have no QR code? No, the, t- the till was well up for it. it was Saturday night, I had a couple of beers. It was like yeah, let's do this. But but I've been in there since and it's done it, and there's no QR code Ooh, on I've the had- item. So you. You are wrongly, I'm sir. Because I've had another lady say to another customer, "Oh, you've scanned the QR code. You need to scan the barcode." I think we need to contact. We Tesco. need Tesco's yeah, in here. We need to contact. Do you know Tesco. anyone who works at Tesco's? Well, in here, yeah. I do know people who work at Tesco's, it, but they're not really in the position to tell us whether the QR code. Well, actually, 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 yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah, we do have we have somebody on the inside. What we need Let's is the software them. development manager for Tesco <laughs> to come and join them? us. I'll yeah, tag them I, think they, I think it's only fair that they come along. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's uh, poppycock. Mm. Um, and then I think the last thing we need to talk about that's happened this week is the the oddball photo. Mm. The, what a the, brilliant photo that was! Can the, we just say? So, and it was his idea. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Okay, 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 okay. okay. We got to explain what happened. Yeah. So oddballs for those listening that don't know what oddballs is is a a not for profit organisation that or clothing company that share their profits with charities uh, and the main one being testicular cancer charities so hence the oddball's name but they make some really cool uh boxes and underwear um and we rave about them anyway as a product and yeah, thought, and, and their whole social media thing is just their the, their customers bearing their underwear <laughs> they, and, did, and they I, do men's and female don't they yeah um underwear yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i said to uh, mr collins here that maybe we should do a little poster because i know a big oddball's fans a little, a little picture um assuming that we would probably just do it in the garden or in hq or in private really um but he decided we would do it on sunday at the market we were discussing the markets generally bring a lot of people out don't they and it was sunny and it was sunny <laughs> and, and gold hill is a tourist attraction 
Um, and and there's a cafe. There's other cafes that open on the Sunday, though, is it? So you no, were, but people sit there. You were lucky. They definitely sit worse. there. No, they were definitely sat there. <laughs> I reckon there was about 20 people when we started this venture stood yeah. at the top of Gold Hill enjoying the sun and the view. Yes. <laughs> Your view? The view of you two or just the view of Gold Hill? So Gold Hill, yes. For those listeners outside of uh, Shaftesbury and North Dorset, Gold Hill is famous because it was the, ho- the Hovis advert of a boy pushing his bike up that was shot by the famous director, whose name I forget. I don't know. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. I was going to say Ridley Scott. Scott. And um, although it was set in Yorkshire, and the lads put us pushing the bike up the hill, it's actually filmed in Shaftesbury, North and Dorset. It was in like early 80s, was it? Late 70s, early 80s? And the two Ronnies also did a, a sketch on it where they took the mick out of that advert. And anyway, so people come to Shaftesbury to people, see Gold Hill, don't they? And it's a cobbled street. That's, it's cobbled hill. Yeah, and it's yeah. a bloody steep hill. You it know, we, you run, people race up it and all sorts of stuff, don't they? Yeah, I've done You've that. You've done it with cheese. Mm. But <laughs> what they don't come to see is two middle-aged men <laughs> in their pants. But so, that's what they got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to add to Harv's story, I said, well, look, we're at the market on Sunday. Let's ask a very, very big supporter of the Brave and Determined Company and a photographer, Ben Chandler, who came along and said, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll photograph you guys for whatever you need. And I said, I didn't tell him what it was. I said, just bring your camera. <laughs> so me and Harv prepared by making sure we both wear an oddball's pants. We took the, f- the flag off of the wall at HQ and... Uh, Two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Headed to Gold Hill where there was twenty people, and I, I could see Harv. He wasn't. He wasn't overly keen on doing it. I'll be honest. <laughs> and we we said, well, let's not do it right at the top. We'll walk down the hill a little bit. And then next thing, I said, come on, let's just do this. Let's do it. So next thing, I'm I'm stood in a pair of pants on Gold Hill, and Harv is still fully clothed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, well, get your kit off then. <laughs> and then we we took the photos of us holding the flag and us together. And I think it's been a bit of a hit. Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, when when we looked up to look at the camera. All of a sudden, he wasn't the only camera that was out, was it? There were other phones, because, you know, phones have cameras on them these days. And uh, people, other people were taking photos of us. And yeah. it is by far the most liked post on our Instagram. Is it? Yeah. How many likes has it got? Over you... 100. Has it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's really yeah, cool. by far. And so, liked. yeah. And I so mean... if you could just do that maybe like once a week, well, we could just put it out. We've started and... a thing now. And... There, there's going to be another one coming up in the next two weeks and me and him stood in our pants I think um, so mm. there was even a lovely lady who said the, the sort of caveat as we were doing it I shouted to all the crowd we're doing this for charity and then after we put our clothes back on this lovely lady said what's the charity so we said oh we're the brave and determined company we've just got a charity number we pay for early intervention life saving counselling don't know if anyone knew that we did that and she <laughs> goes oh that's really fantastic puts her hand in her pocket and gave us a tenner Aww. so me and her have got a tenner for taking our clothes off yeah. we're on to something here I mean, I'm just get, saying people I, do make livings just going to say <laughs> I feel like the tenor was more to put our clothes back on uh, but you know but it was know, great I've seen the picture i tell you what it was yeah, pretty, 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 pretty good Nick oh she's so sweet isn't she so that's such a nice thing can to say can we move on from this now please? but um, it was quite liberating wasn't it to do something like that it to was, just be it was. In, your, in your pants and it was a cold day it wasn't it was, it was very in the end. Yeah. if anyone was wondering yeah for an April Sunday it was very warm but very anyway. cold so we've got some other huge news this week I don't know how we're going to reveal this this is my drum roll yeah I'll, we'll do the drum roll half and then you you announce it ready we did it we have a charity number yeah <laughs> woohoo we are officially a charity that is insane Harv you are co-owner of a charity I know how do you feel about that 
Well, to be honest, the first emotion I had was relief because yeah. I always had this doubt that we wouldn't get it for whatever reason. And it's been a big slog. It's been a slog, not really for us, but for um, our chair of trustees who's put the effort in and with the help of others and done an amazing job and a lot of back and forth with the charities commission a lot of stuff that i probably would have lost patience with during the process and um got upset about so yeah we're here i think the application went in in october november last year and um we got the outcome last um, tuesday so we've got our number one two oh two seven four nine and it just means doors are open. Oh, man, the feeling when that came through. Yeah. So uh, when, when the email dropped in, which if there's any sort of feedback for the Charities Commission, you like, jazz your emails up a bit. <laughs> like, it was the most boring email, wasn't it? And it was just yeah. kind of at the bottom. It said, on oh, BT Dubs, you've got the charity. Here's, yeah. your, here's your number. Yeah. So I screenshot it and sent it in our charity group and said, does this mean that we've got the number? And everyone comes back and goes, yeah. And man... You never uh, see me cry. I sobbed like a friggin' baby. Yeah. I was like on my own upstairs just going. I, was, I think it was relief. I knew it was coming. I knew that number was coming and I knew we would get it. But to, to find it, it was finally and over it was the line. the point, wasn't it? Everyone was like, have you got your charity number yet? Yeah. Have you got your charity number yet? And you'd be like, yeah, it's, it's on its way. Like we're yeah. doing everything. Have you got your charity number yet? And it was just, yeah. And I mean, it's it, it kind of means that we're officially grown ups now because. I was going to say, it's quite responsible, isn't we, it? We founded a charity, charity. Mm, no, Me no, and no. you founded a charity. No, no. Like, how. <laughs> how cool was that? It's amazing. Like, me it's and you. <laughs> we did it. We founded a charity. We founded a charity that helps people. <laughs> did you find a Look, it's just amazing, isn't it? Isn't that, isn't that just amazing? It is amazing. It is amazing. It's it incredible. Is when you think back to the conversation, I still remember that night in the bar where you were like oh can you hang about after the class and just yeah. ask your opinion on something yeah. and I was like oh what are they going to ask you've been with us from day one Lee. and yeah. I was like it's so excited but like you say like it just seems like a lifetime ago yeah like, and how it was developed from that as well it's just incredible but it means so much to us because it enables us to get I mean it enables us to raise more money and open more doors and have access to more funding and access to more people and skills and just different avenues and ultimately that means helping more people which is what it's all about so you know we've managed to do 31 32 maybe people mm. over the last year running as a not-for-profit effectively limited company and now game changer so what we're going to do is we're going to keep the company as a non-for-profit limited company and any profit that we make from the company is going to pay, be paid into the charity so the charity gets a constant income from the company because we've we, we sat down and we talked a lot about this didn't we yeah. and we said keeping the company gives us the dynamic that we can go and do whatever we want so if one day you know people don't wear clothes anymore I mean it might be a thing I don't know I think we started that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're in downfall now you know and with the company you've got more um you can be more dynamic and we know that there's other charities out there who are set up in the same way for that very reason so that's what we're going to continue to do we're going to continue to be have the brave and determined company but we've also got the charity at the same time and what one thing we had to do with the charity commission is be very clear of where the lines of the company and the charity sit and so we've done a lot of paperwork a massive thanks to OG Charlie and all the trustees who have volunteered to help us out what a journey like it's just fantastic yeah. so off the back of that, we've got the Summer Ball, the Charity Summer Ball. What's the date, Lise? It's the 15th of July. Yeah, boy. Um, with, there's lots of cool stuff going on with that. Lots of exciting I'm things. I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Got a charity hoodie coming out. We have got a charity Ooh. hoodie coming out. And Limited will edition. Be revealed Ooh. at the weekend. Did you design the logo? Uh, actually, for this, I did not. Well, you kind of did because we're using the bri the lion. Oh yeah, I mean, but we're not going to tell. We're not going to say what it is Ooh, yet because we want to suspend. It? We're not. On, oh. There's two colours available. 
there's there's I think five different sizes available. And I think <laughs> one of those colours we haven't done anything in. Before. No, we definitely Ooh. haven't. We definitely haven't. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So that's coming out. I hope we can release it Saturday night. So they will be dropping on the website, but they are limited. And this is going to be, you know, one day this is. Although by the time this goes out. Oh yeah, they've already been out. <laughs> That's been a very out. good point, Liz. That's a very good point. By the time this goes so out, if you haven't the cherry hoodies are on the website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they might have already sold out. So quick, get on the yeah. website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Um, and then we've got another thing that I just kind of wanted to talk about, and this was driven by OG Charlie, and it's called the Baton of Hope. Yeah, I saw this on social media. Yes. But I have to say, I didn't really look into it too much. So the, the reason it. why it got kind of picked up by us was OG Charlie was was listening to the news um, in the morning. OG Charlie being chair of trustees um, was listening to the news and she phoned me and said, oh my God, you, got a, you get on the BBC News, there's a guy called Mike McCarthy, who's a journalist, who sadly lost his son to suicide. Right. And he has made the Baton of Hope, which is just beautiful. Yeah, I've seen the it picture. Is, it's about, I'd say, like a foot and a half high, and it's made of gold and silver. It is absolutely stunning. And everything about it is to, to symbolise hope, that you're not on your own, that everyone's intertwined and we're all in this together. And it's a really, really emotional thing. And I saw it and Joe Plum shared it. Yeah. Joe Plum's a friend of the Brave and Determined Company. He's helped us out from day one. He's been a guest on our podcast before. And I saw today that he is an ambassador for... The Baton of Hope, which is fantastic. And aren't they going around the country with it? They're going to run through. A bit like the Olympic flame. Exactly, exactly. To raise awareness for what they do. So the the Baton of Hope is a charity that is an anti-suicide charity. Um, And Mike talks openly about the struggle that his son had, which was he went to the doctor and was suffering with depression. And um, the doctor said he had a a six-month wait, wasn't it, half? Yeah. And two weeks into that six-month wait, he sadly took his own life because wow. he couldn't cope, um, which is a devastating story. Yeah. And in the note he left, he said that the reason he did it was there was no support, there was no help, um, and he had nowhere else to turn. And he left a little boy and a fiancé, wow. and it's absolutely <clears throat> devastating. Now, we the, the, the gap that that poor lad had... Is, is what we're trying to fill. So the Brave and Determined Company, we set up and we're now the charity to, f- to bridge that gap yeah. where people are on their own and they've got no support. And that's why we're here. And so as much as we don't advertise as a- ourselves as an anti-suicide charity, we 100% are. Yeah. Because we're at the beginning of someone's journey when they're struggling and they need help. So we've reached out to Mike and we've asked Mike to come along to the the charity summer ball and speak. Oh wow! And speak now. We haven't had a, a reply yet, but I'm so, I'm really. If, if he doesn't get back to us, I totally understand. He's yeah, yeah. got so much going on with with the Baton of Hope and what That'd he wants be to achieve. Incredible though. But if we could get an hour of his time, how fantastic would that yeah. be? Um, and I've applied to be a baton bearer, so to take the so to take the baton <laughs> through Bristol, which would oh, be amazing, wow. wouldn't it? That and I'm totally amazing. cool about that and not emotional at <laughs> all. <laughs> yeah, and not emotional this at all. This is an emotional podcast. Yeah, but I mean, how, you know, I reached out to Joe Plum this morning and said, like, you know, I sent him a voice note and said how, how super pleased I am for him to be an ambassador of something yeah. so absolutely wonderful. Um, and he voiced note back and said, thanks very much. And I said I'd apply to be a baton, uh, baton bearer. And um, he he's applied too. And, hope, oh. and I said, well, hopefully we'll meet out when he's in Bristol. And that'd be great. And, you 
you know, I think that it's we're all in this together, aren't we? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And no one's on their own. Yeah. And no. if you need help, reach out. Anyone. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So when when I say Battenberger, it almost sounds like Battenberg it cake. Does. <laughs> it does. No, I am slightly distracted by the thought of Battenberg right now. Oh, I don't like a Battenberg. Oh, I love a Battenberg. No. Wow. I don't like a Battenberg. <clears throat> wow. I don't like marzipan. Oh, I love marzipan. It's one of my favourite things. <laughs> Are you... Yeah, wonderful oh. stuff. It is solid sugar, isn't it? Nice it's, to see we've uh, piqued producer David's attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, talking about marzipan. Marzipan, moving in on with this one. <laughs> so let's move on to the next item on our wonderful agenda, which is bad fit. Tell us more, half. <gasps> bad fit. Well, bad fit at the moment is an idea, but like all our ideas, they turn into something. Um, we are looking for a space locally to create a... A gym of sorts, but the name Bad Fit is is really summing it all up because it is for everybody. It's for everybody and anybody. Um, we want to create a space where people can go in, train how they see fit according to what they need to do in their life uh, in an environment which doesn't have any gym intimidation. Gym intimidation, um, and also you know maybe has a bit of a hub vibe to it where there's, there's seating areas and coffee and all that kind of stuff. So we're trying to create a space. Um, the fitness and mental health come together and it's for anyone who doesn't fit hence bad fit and bad i don't fit. fit so i'm gonna come it's gonna be great you'll fit it bad i'm fit. so excited it's, about this yeah i really hope it comes if up if i oh, we ever know get my pt qualification can i become chief pt not well, chief pt that's quite a responsible role i will just like <laughs> sit there and help out sometimes wait to promote and demote yourself <laughs> yeah, in the sorry. same sentence <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we had a discussion at the end of last year and i didn't expect the podcast to go there um today oh, but no, i think now you've got, said that we I've should go there eight months mm. left. so there was the three of us sat in a pub mm-hmm. and we were drinking I think it was probably sparkling water I might have had a soda actually but anyway and it came up about how Harves and I are the biggest believers in lease and she is the least believer in lease <laughs> yes. and how we said lease you got to do your PT qualification because you could do this I you know. could really do it you're so good at what you do thank you and you put yourself down I know and you think you're not it's good the, enough do you know what it is this is going to be another thing I was going to say we could talk about it's the fear of failure for me that puts me off trying i think and i don't know why but god you wouldn't fail you'd absolutely boss and, it i know it's just irrelevant if i do fail vulnerability not Brené trying Brown. is the failing isn't it y- yeah yes. it really yes. is yeah. yeah you said it yourself <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so you've got to do it by the end of this year i've got eight months left we'll have well, a space seven. for you yeah you know i would love to i'd love I it do. if you were yeah. the coach lee she'd be so good they yeah. say do what you love in life and and you don't work a day that's what my dad always says. It's, it's very true, apparently. I mean, I don't, I do I don't know. Day, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you're in that position where it's something that you love doing. Oh, that yeah. You could be earning a living from doing exactly the same thing. Oh, I wouldn't want paying. I did it for free. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay. So next podcast, we'll be checking in with Lisa, see how far she's got. That's see if she's Googled PT training again. I have, <laughs> I have sent some emails. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, there's, really? there's a lady I follow on Instagram and she is a PT trainer so she does the on like the course but and she's really good at what she does but she's in based in london and you have to go to you london said, oh that's i mean that's impossible yeah. uh, yeah. 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 Like, it is impossible yeah. to go once a week for eight weeks because i haven't got that sort of money and then yeah. you said but and i know i, I love everything a but. that comes before but is yeah. bullshit oh i like it <gasps> i like it oh 
Got that from Game of Thrones. Okay. So, yeah. So, I need to just find the right course for my money. And okay. My this is going to be a regular slot now. on the podcast for now. How is Lisa getting on with her PT training? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then with BadFit, we're looking for basically anyone who's got a free space who wants to give it to us for nothing. Yeah. And I mean like a massive warehouse. Just saying. Or an existing gym that could be adapted, maybe. Yeah, if anyone just wants to throw us the keys to their already already <laughs> yeah. existing gym. I cannot see why you wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Well, they might, might let us use it for a bit. <laughs> but it would, be through, it would be through the charity. Yeah. So it would be a charitable donation so you can write it off against tax. Just there saying. Is that, Everyone's a winner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, or if you just want to get involved and help us achieve our goal. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Drop Lease. us a line. Lease, we need a, a PT. Okay. Just saying. Um, okay. Other things coming up, Lise. What's What else are we doing? We are involved in the... Festival of Giving! Festival of Giving! Yay! I knew that because I've just driven past a sign for it there as I came go, up so. here. Festival of Giving. Bank holiday weekend. Yes. Um, and it opened up be, my mind. Uh, there's lots of bands and stuff playing, yeah. isn't there? And a couple we, of them I've seen before. Good. Oh, cool. Yeah. And we've got... <laughs> Good well, bands. This, this should go out before the Festival of Giving. Yeah, it yeah. will because it's the end of May, so that's yeah. cool. A couple of our trustees are going to be on the gate doing collection because the brave and determined are beneficiaries of the festival of giving that is so easy yes. to say and the festival give ah <laughs> touche <laughs> <laughs> the festival of giving is happening in Shaftesbury um at the football club the football club yeah yep. and on the same day there is a market in the town yes and we're there too so yes Double bubble bagco presents in town. Wowzers. I should be helping out at the Festival of Giving. I've already donated a couple of my hours oh, of time. Bless you. Thank you, To Lise. shake my bucket at people as they come in. Are you allowed to shake a bucket anymore? I don't Someone think you are. said it's you're not allowed to. the law, isn't but, it? Hey, come on, man. Rules were there to made to be broken, weren't yeah. they? Who's going to report me? Yeah. I don't think you can, can you? But yeah, just do it anyway. I'll just gently wiggle it. I think it depends on how you, you know, if you're doing it in a uh, yeah, sort of aggressive like, manner. It doesn't matter what you're shaking. If you ended up throwing the bucket at someone, I don't think that's. <laughs> but yes, if anyone else would like to donate some hours of their time to help us. Yeah, come and help. That'd be fantastic because Harvest and I tied up. We've also yeah. got a photo shoot on that day. So it's going to be a busy day. Oh, no, no. That's absolutely incorrect information. No, but we do have a photo shoot and <laughs> a market May. on the same day on a different day. <laughs> yeah, we've same got day, lots going day. on. Yeah, and we've also got the King's Coronation coming up, which I believe is the 6th. What are you doing for that? Are you there? Are you is it the 6th or the 8th? 8th, Eighth, isn't it? Which is a Monday. No, it's not on the Monday. The event's on, on the, the Saturday. Sunday. Which is the 6th. On the 6th. Right. Yes. The King's Coronation's coming up on the 6th, and we've got some wonderful helpers in town for the King's Coronation. And I believe the charity is going to be um, a, beneficiary a beneficiary from that. Yeah. So we are. We oh, is are there like some sort of. It's a festival. Do's on. Well, it's like an event in town, it's, isn't it's it? A, like it's a fake. Like they've got live music and they've got a bar and that kind of stuff. And I'm going to say they've got a hog race. I don't know if they do, but it feels like the right oh, like thing. Like the to have. pizza oven or something. Yeah. Um, and so oh, we are. Know. We are effectively donating some stewards. Yeah. And then we will become a beneficiary of the uh, oh. of proceeds race. So. Win-win. That is excellent news. So thank you to everyone. And if you can spare us some time, come along. That'd be great. Thank you, King Charles. Yes, we should say if thank you listening. to our king. Do you know, that's funny, isn't it? The first series, we had a queen. Second series, we've got a king. That's Ooh. weird, isn't it? Mm. Well, it's not weird. It's life, but... <laughs> yeah. um, that's just the way it is. But yeah, thank you, King Charles. Um, if you're listening. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does I'm listen. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I bet you, producer David, he's the sort of guy who would... He would know it. someone who knows yeah, someone. he would. Oh, he's got him on speed dial. And he's like, ah, Charlie boy. How's it going? Sea dog. 
<laughs> right, so yes, we've got a photo shoot coming up, which is great. Um, we've also got a photo shoot this weekend for the charity hoodies, which I think we said is coming out Saturday night. So watch out. Oh yeah, we did discuss this because they'll already be out. Anyway, move on. Yeah. Um, so Scaffell Pike, what's going on with that, Harv? 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 Uh, Scaffell Pike is uh, it's a big mountain. I'm not close enough to the mic. Scaffell Pike is a mountain up north. It's one of the three peaks. And we are climbing it on the... <laughs> it's King's Coronation Day. Sick. Yes, no, that's what we're doing. No, the 5th we're doing now, aren't we? No, it's no, the 6th. We, we drive uh, we up. We drive up on the 5th. So there's the three of us, hopefully in a Renault Captor, on Friday the 5th, driving up <laughs> yeah, to... Yeah, sorry, I'm going to be dates wrong. I can't remember where we're staying. Oh, Alverston. Alverston. I checked Alverston. this out today, yeah. We're staying there for the night, right next to the canal. And there's a Macca's literally across the road. Oh. It's like the perfect hotel. It's everything you've ever wanted. Yeah, it's, it's a premier in and it's clean it's got a canal <laughs> and it's got a Maccas it's brilliant isn't it absolutely brilliant so yeah we're going up we're travelling up on the Friday night and we're climbing on the Saturday morning Yeah, uh, it, is, it is the King's Coronation that day um, and although we're grateful for King Charles we're, we're going away from everything that's going on in climbing a mountain I, feel I don't like, think that's a bad thing yeah and I think we should wear crowns I was just going to say we wear a crown of King Charles Maybe we should I'm get Burger, Burger King crowns. Oh. So oh, we'd have to stop at a Burger King on the way up there. As well. Yeah. Do they still do those crowns? I, I think know. McDonald's the do them, don't they? As well. Last time I was in McDonald's, she was offering people... Oh, no, that was a Super Mario hat. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah I don't think that's got the same no. meaning as a crown. <laughs> we could, I mean, <laughs> it should have. But yes, and I'm suggesting, and I'm putting out on the podcast, because I know Ms. Lisa Cooper will not be interested in this. I'm suggesting a very early start on Saturday. I don't mind an early start. Well, it was like, early last time. I'm saying like 5am in the car. Yeah, up and at yeah. It was early last time, wasn't it? Well, you were late, but yeah. Yeah, you were. Oh, five minutes. Were, we, and who you didn't have any toothpaste? Me. He didn't have toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my earplugs, so I couldn't sleep very well. Yeah, because you didn't like, it was in the aircon that yeah, was keeping you awake. Like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Was it the aircon lace? Yeah. Have we got a new product? Yeah, Tell us about on. it. Let's move on, have we? What is it? Yeah, built oh, on. Yeah. yeah, well, you say it like it's something we've been planning for ages. Oh, yeah, we yeah. literally, we, d- we just made a deal yesterday with the dude next to us, Vaughan, uh, Vaughan. big shout of Vaughan, yeah. who sells... Built on. <laughs> you're allowed to say that. You're allowed to say it. It's just like, you're allowed, that's fine. I did that accent out of, out of respect. So, can we, I just need to clarify something. Because Lise, Lise came along and, and I said, so the dude who's next to us, who was South African and his name's Vaughan, um, I said to Lise that his name's William Tong. I believed you. And Lise totally believed us that his name, but I only picked that up because you were telling someone else of that the dude's name was Bill Tong. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so I said, yeah, yeah, his name's William Tong. Isn't that funny? And, and then, then I was I, like, oh, do you think you have to go into that market if you've got a yeah. name like that? And then I said, well, it's funny because the dude who delivers my logs, his name's Mike Logs. And you were like, oh, <laughs> I have no idea. No, no, I don't know what his last name is. No. He just saved him my phone as Mike Logs. But even Evie, my daughter, was <laughs> laughing about how you just totally bought what I, I was like, said. I should be making a barrel. <laughs> yeah, we said that, didn't we, Lisa Cooper? But yes, yes. Uh, oh, bad code built on. We know, um, obviously, we have our connections. I'm like with embarrassed the, about how naive. With the gym and <laughs> fitness and and protein and biltong is a great source of protein. It's um, also not for everyone's taste. It's not for everyone's taste. Uh, I spent most oh, of like, most of oh, Sunday no, afternoon. I would rather eat marzipan than biltong. Would you? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I spat it back out, didn't I? Well, so I said, least try it because what you're trying to finish what you're saying. Sorry, Harvard, man. God, Sorry, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, um, yeah, it's a rare treat. I get to finish what I'm saying. But, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll have a go. See how we get on. 
Um, <laughs> it's also a milk table too. See? Still not getting to finish it. Anyway, we uh, so so the whole story is we set up our market store on Sunday. The guy next to us, uh, Vaughan, was at a company called Heart of Africa. Heart of Africa built on. We got chatting to him. Lovely guy, ex therapist, I believe. He was twenty five years. He did working for camps. Yeah, exactly. Bless him. Uh, yeah. So he he loved what we were doing. We loved what he was doing because you can eat it. Um, and he he gave us he gave us some um, some biltong and some jerky bits and that to try, which I think are amazing. I love oh, it, absolutely love it. Oh, there was a packet here, but office lady, she took it home. We left it here yeah. for you to eat. We did. I David. said he would eat it, but it was on a table. An office lady brought it home and said, "Oh, here you go. You left that at HQ." And I was like, "Oh," and I meant to bring it and I didn't. Sorry. Next time. Next time. Um, so yeah, fantastic so product. We spent most of the market still just stood there chewing through this biltong. Yeah, and I love it. You love it. Absolutely. Office Lease? lady, not a fan. And head of fundraising, Naples just looked at us in utter disgust as we were chewing our way through it. Um, yeah. And I think Nick said to me at one point, I wouldn't even give my dog that, which was good for me because it's an extra bit for me. But it is a Marmite-type situation. As I was e- spreads are available. Uh, yeah, as, as I was eating it today, she said, oh, my God, that stuff stinks. It smells like dog treats <laughs> as I'm chomping away at it. And she said, she said to me, I'm so lucky that I married you. Yeah. But I've got to say, like, absolutely rich in protein, really, really lean sort of stuff, isn't it? Absolutely fantastic product. If you want to get your protein levels up, which if you're in the gym, you do, Biltong's the way forward. Yeah, so we're looking forward to introducing Badco Biltong. Badco Biltong. On the not liking it situation, I did get a text from my wife yesterday saying, bad news, you left your Biltong out. Good news, even the cat doesn't like it. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> but at least what he does do is he does Biltong flakes. So it's like... Oh, um, yeah, you had a, someone had a bag. Yeah, so I'll give you some to try. So you yeah. can put it on scrambled eggs and stuff like that. So if oh, you okay, haven't scrambled yeah. eggs, you can sprinkle it on there and it doesn't taste like, do like a chewy bit of meat. But, I mean, fantastic stuff. Absolutely great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, watch out. Bagco Biltong. Our mission at The Brave and Determined is to provide everyone, regardless of their situation, early intervention, life-saving counselling. So that means we support anyone. Regardless of age, gender or background. Excellent. And we and we do that by selling clothing, coffee and soon-to-be Biltong. Biltong. Um, and at the moment, what have we got, Lise? What have we got going on with the coffee? We've got 10% off coffee on the website until the end of April. So get Excellent. on there. Awesome. That means they've only got like five or six days. So this yeah. probably would have already gone <laughs> oh, by the yeah. time we've done that bit again, haven't we? Yeah. So, um, we need if, to get better planning at this, don't yeah, we? If you're psychic and you know that we're <laughs> saying this now, go on and buy it. Right. If anyone out there needs help or support or you want to ask us a question, um, Please email us the brave and determined company at gmail.com. So let's move on to this week's guest, which is Lisa. Guest or topic? Did I say guest? Yeah. <laughs> let's move on to this week's topic, which is panic attacks and anxiety. You make it sound like a jolly topic. It's not so jolly, is it? It's not a jolly topic. Okay, Lisa, do you take us through? Panic attacks and anxiety. So I had my first panic attack this year and I didn't know I'd had it until I spoke to you guys. I had a conversation with my dad. I was at work. He rang up and said, oh, my operation's been booked in. And I was like, everything went into overdrive. I was like, what's going to happen? When's he going to go to hospital? What's going to happen when he comes out? How are we going to look after him? What if he doesn't come out? And I sat at work, sat at my desk and all of a sudden I went hot 
I went cold. I went dizzy. I felt like I'd got some sort of flu. I felt, I just thought I was going to be sick. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't stop my legs shaking. I went to the toilet. I thought I just need to sit in here quietly. And it lasted for a good half an hour or so. And I thought I was going to cry. And I was just like, I just, I don't feel well. I said to my boss, I don't feel well. She was like, go home. Like, you don't look well. Go home. I went to my dad's, cried in front of him. I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just feel really ill. Led down for a little while. That was about a bit better. Walked back to work and voice noted you two. I can remember it. And I was like, oh, I've just been at work. This has happened. And I feel fine now. But blah, blah, blah. And you both at the same time sent me one back going, mate, you've just had a panic attack. And I was like, no, I haven't. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't hyperventilating. I wasn't. And I was like, have I? And I genuinely didn't know wow. that's what that was. Because I think, like we said before, haven't we? Like, you think a panic attack is hyperventilating, can't kind of get your breath, get a brown, brown paper bag, you know, sit down, head between your knees and breathe into the paper bag. Yeah. But I had none of that. I think the way you've just described that is brilliant because you've described it in really real terms because you, you've, you've expressed how you're feeling at that moment in time and as you just said none of those symptoms relate necessarily to the textbook yeah. or hollywood portrayals of panic and anxiety attacks where people start hyperventilating and they're breathing heavily into a brown paper bag and, yeah and getting um, hot and, a bit, you know, and, and you know, yeah. chest pain don't get me wrong those things do happen but there are so many more symptoms to anxiety physical symptoms to anxiety and panic that um people who fortunate enough to not experience them don't even realize no. and it, it can be it can be for me i mean I, I can remember losing my eyesight like my eyesight's going blurry uh sense of feeling sense of um sensation in your hands um balance yeah i couldn't stop my legs shaking i couldn't stand yeah. up because my legs were just going and yeah. i couldn't stop them no matter what i did i was like i can't stop shaking it's and unbelievable the physical symptoms your body shows you when you're experiencing a panic attack yeah yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely. That your body does that. Yeah. And it was just... And I and then I then worried. I don't know whether you have the same thing, but because that, that was the first one I had. Rather than just kind of think, oh, it was a one-off and it was linked to, you know, the situation with my dad. I was going to London the next day and I was like, well, if I have another one in London, like I can't go. Like I, I was almost talking myself out of going because I was like, if I'm on the tube or if I'm on the train or if I'm in a crowded place and I have another one... I'm going to like lose it and I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. And I was like, I can't go. I was like, I can't go. So that panic attack then led to unbelievable anxiety. Yeah, about, about having, having another, another one. one. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. in your head... And then you're like, in a cycle. You yeah. can't rationalise yeah, yeah. the over... And it is, like I say, it's all brought on by the anxiety of overthinking things, catastrophising yeah, yeah. things, and like making things worse. And I just kind of, in the end, I was like, I, I told the guy I was going with, I was like, this happened at work today. I'm really worried it might happen again tomorrow. So if that does happen, this is what you need to do. And I you just sort of said to him, it might happen. And it didn't happen. We were fine. We had a lovely yeah, day. Yeah, but he's super supportive as well, yeah, isn't he? he You're is. saying it like, oh, yes, just this guy, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, he just this guy who's been hanging around for a couple of years now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he has been, um, yeah, he, he does uh, deal with my things and my little quirks very yeah. well but yeah it is and it's frightening you know you don't know what it is mm. and it is and it's easy to see how it can get out of control mm. and how you can kind of keep thinking the worst is going to happen and it's going to happen again and then it does happen again and then you associate it with where you are at that time i can't go to work because i'm going to have a panic attack and yeah you know it's hard to get a grip of have mm. tell us about your experiences well, I can recall my first panic attack or anxiety attack, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, because, Are they the same? Well, I'm, I'm never really sure. Let's call it is it different for everyone? Yeah, um, let's call it an episode. And I was on the phone in in the office. We had an office connected to our house. This is a family home, but I used to work for my dad. <clears throat> and I was in the office. I was on the phone. The conversation was totally mundane. It wasn't anything anything important. And then I just thought I was going to collapse. And I told my mum to phone me an ambulance. She didn't. Now we can call that mother's intuition or <laughs> or, or whatever. Uh, she didn't, and I let I just dropped the phone mid phone conversation, shot out of the room, told her to call an ambulance, and then I, I paced up and down the road for a long time. And then I was grabbing onto hedgerows and fences, trying to regain my balance and get some stability. And I had absolutely no clue at that point what was going on. And then it passed, and then a few days later, the same thing happened again. Again, I was doing some total sort of not, not non-exciting event, just doing some work at a desk or something like that. Boom, hit me again. Um, and this time I walked around, I walked down the road and there's a pub on the road or just around the corner from where we lived. And I went in there. I knew the guys quite well in there and I was pacing around and I, cause I didn't know what to do. So I ordered a pint of speckled hen and I drank it really quickly. It's a lovely brew. It's a lovely <laughs> brew. So then I had another pint of speckled hen, and I drank that really quickly. Then my anxiety went away. And now you can see how these two issues I have. <laughs> Alcoholism. <laughs> closely linked. <laughs> closely linked. Because I, I straight away was drinking alcohol to self-medicate. Because yeah. I didn't know what I was feeling, but I knew that that made it feel different. Anyway, went back back and forth to the doctor lots and lots of times. Eventually... Um, I didn't believe what I was having was a mental health problem. So did the sure. doctors kind of say these are they, panic attacks? They said attacks many times or? it sounds like an anxiety attack, a panic attack. Um, and I just wouldn't, I wouldn't have it because I had no clue that anxiety attacks can make you feel like this. I, I thought I had a, a brain tumour maybe, a heart condition, was having strokes. I don't know what it was. Um, but I definitely didn't think it was a mental health problem. And all that served to do was to make it worse and worse and worse. And in the background... You're drinking and drinking and drinking more and doing other substances to change how you feel. Mm. And your anxiety then become my anxiety then went from one or two events to every day. And I used to wake up waiting for it to happen. So basically wake up in a state of panic or anxiety, go to bed in a state of panic and anxiety. And with the, you know, with trying some antidepressants, drinking a lot were the only ways I could try and sort of, um, subdue those feelings and try and keep a lid on them as the only thing I found that could work. Um, all that time not believing what I was going through was, was a mental health problem. So yeah, it went from one panic attack, denying it was a mental health problem, to a couple of years of living in a total state of anxiety and panic from noon till night. Yeah. It was fucking horrible. Yeah. I can imagine. I can like just imagine. having one for half an hour was yeah. bad enough. But yeah. to do that every day and not... I think this is like the not knowing, A, what it is, B, when it's going to happen. Like, because I'm quite a control freak and I like to know what's happening, when it's happening, why it's happening. Yeah. So when I can't control that, that then makes everything worse as well. I because think I'm, because <laughs> we, we expect it to be situational. And it can be, don't get me wrong, it can be totally situational. You, know, you could be going to a festival or something like that, there's just hundreds of thousands of people and you're thinking, you know, it's becoming overwhelming. And I totally get that. But 
other times, like you experience, you could just be sat at work doing your job. Now, I don't know what our subconsciouses are doing all the time and what information we don't realise we're thinking about or what loads we're carrying that's getting heavier and heavier and heavier. Yeah. And it just forces you to break. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what is going on there, but people don't realise that panic and anxiety attacks aren't necessarily related to a situation. Mm. So I don't think I've ever had a panic attack as such. Um, but it, the only time I can liken a panic attack to is I remember when I was I was struggling, really struggling, had no idea I was. And one of the physical symptoms was horrendous chest pain, mm. which I thought was which I thought was indigestion. But I hadn't eaten anything, you know, and I'd been having this indigestion for for a couple of weeks. And um, it was only that I was going to see it. I've talked about it before, probably on the podcast, actually. I was going to see a good friend of mine who's a physio. And when I got there and I said, oh, I've got this horrendous chest pain and I was telling her what was going on in my life. She was like, are you OK? Mm. And it was like that ultimate kindness thing. And I don't know whether that that I mean, it's not like you, Adelise. No. And I don't know if everyone's different or, well, I you think, know. Yeah, this is part of the issue of understanding it i think everybody is different yeah and your bodies do, yeah. do different things like i you know I, I list the blurry vision the sweating the twitchiness the the feeling dizzy and faint probably never had a chest pain no you know and that's one of the most common ones so yeah. there, i think there are so many you know i could i couldn't even read a bit of paper that was in front of me with notes on it at the time when i'm like mid panic i wouldn't be able to see those words everyone would be moving around the page but for me when i'm when i'm at my worst and like you guys have been not there physically there but you you know we've been you know the little free that we are and I get three o'clock in the morning, I wake up and all of a sudden I'm overwhelmed by by life mm -hmm. and I cannot deal with it. And I get to the point where, you know, Nick, my long-suffering, beautiful wife, will realise that this has all come to a head and I, I can't deal with it. And mm. I have to like, and that's when I reach out and go and get help because I don't know what else to do is my own doing because I just take everything on and I want, you know, to, the world to be a better place and I listen to everyone's woes and take it all on and take all the work on and do all of that. And, and I don't, again, I don't know if that is an anxiety attack. I don't know. I've never labeled it as that, but it's the middle of the night. Mm. I find it absolutely overwhelming to even like breathe because there's so much that I cannot deal with at that moment. And I don't know whether that would be what you call an anxiety attack. I don't know. I've never labelled it. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the the textbook or the medical definition is, but to me that sounds, you know, it sounds like it could be because it's a build-up of all those anxiety-inducing things in your life and they're, they're manifesting themselves by waking you up in the middle of the night mm. and making you feel... Mm. All... But, but physical symptoms, I'd say no. Emotional symptoms, oh, my God. Uh, you know, if if you're... The heightened emotion is, is 10 out of 10. You know, yeah. my emotions are at 50 yeah. out of 10. And that's what I get. I don't... You know, the mm. only physical symptoms I've ever really had is that chest pain, so... Mm. I mean, I can imagine. Well, I, I was. I remember getting that voice note from you, Lisa, and horrendous. And half you told me that you, you had two years of panic attacks, like living in a state of panic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, horrendous. Yeah, I could. I mean, for a long time, I couldn't even go. I mean, I think I've told you about Tesco-phobia before, mm. where other supermarkets are available to be scared of, <laughs> and uh, little uh, especially. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I couldn't even go into the supermarket, you know, for a long time. And if I did go into the supermarket, and no, no particular event happened in the supermarket. I don't know what it was about the supermarket. In fact, it was a public space. I think that's what it was. Yeah. And it's somewhere where you couldn't avoid not going into, really. And if I went in, I would be clinging on to a trolley. I'd take a trolley if I needed a bag of biscuits because I needed the grounding. I needed something to remind me that I was actually there in that moment because I couldn't. I just couldn't handle it. Just could not handle it. And I've heard a lot of people liken that situation before. The simple yeah. situation that some people find every day. Get yeah. up, go into Tesco. And there's other people who struggle to get up and can't get into Tesco. Yeah. Yeah. And it's horrendous, isn't it? And if there's anyone out there living with those symptoms, go reach out, get help, you know, go go see a counsellor, talk about it. Yeah. And talk about it to other people, I think. Like, I I felt, when I went back to work, I was a bit like, should I tell them I think it was a panic attack? Because I don't want them to think I'm being dramatic. Because, you know, I am sometimes a little dramatic at work. We all know that. But I was a bit like, I don't know if I want to tell them it's a panic attack. And I was a bit, like I say, like I was worried about telling someone who's been in my life for a couple of years that I'd had a panic attack. But I think as well, you're worried about being judged. Yeah. That someone's going to see it as a weakness. Yeah. Yeah, and just and, or just be a bit like mm, she being but, a bit dramatic. And like, this is what we were talking bad. earlier off off microphone. We were talking about vulnerability and the power of vulnerability, and saying to someone who cares, I I have just I think I've just had a panic attack because X Y and Z. I felt like this. This is going on in my life. Sharing that with someone who cares about you yeah. would actually be a sign of strength. Yeah, that, because they're saying, "Golly, so you're really going through it at the moment." Yeah, you know, if there's anything I can do to help, and then all of a sudden that sharing someone cares about you hopefully a hug and a you know not yeah. a keep smiling get over it take no, a deep no. breath and get on with it but you know a like, good sharing the problem and that's me, kind of what you did with the voice note yeah. maybe and it helped like I wanted to let them know because I thought if this happens again because I like I sent you earlier like when I get in these anxiety cycles everything becomes to like I, I ca- catastrophize everything and Every, I think the worst is going to happen yeah. and I'm constantly like think something bad's going to happen to someone or something bad's going to happen here and I thought yeah. if that happens again I want them to be able to say to me you're fine you'll be all right like you're here at work you're safe did you tell them yeah yeah you I was did. like you know and one of my things and one of the notes I wrote down was like to kind of like let people know yeah. a what your symptoms are and that you you know or say to them I'm having a panic attack or I suffer from panic attacks so they can kind of say to you, you're going to be all right. Like, you know, it will pass. You know, yeah. it's all right to just you know, not be like, oh, it's fine. You're fine. But just to say it will pass. You yeah. know, you mm. know, you're here, you know, you're safe and just kind of recognize what those symptoms were. So if I had another one, I wasn't just going to sit there for half an hour and be like, oh, I don't know what's going on. What's going yeah, on? What, yeah. What's wrong with me? I'm mm. like, a bit like you, like there's something wrong. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, because you just don't know what those symptoms, the first time you have one, you don't know what it is. No. And it's uh, again, I said this in the last podcast and I, my, my theory about our brains not being evolved enough to deal with the world that we live in. Yeah. You know, because they're, 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 what our brains and our bodies are doing are all things related to survival. Yeah. You know, your stomach, your guts turn to mush because your body thinks it needs to evacuate what it's got in to make you run quicker away from the lions. It's not, you know, it's a, it's happening for a reason, but it's not happening in, in relation to the reality we're in now. Yeah. So um, here's a question. Do you reckon you can outrun a lion? A baby lion. <laughs> <laughs> what Definitely age lion? Not. An adolescent a lion? Newborn. Could you outrun a lion, Harv? Outrun a newborn lion. Um, 
No, surely not. Like, like, are they, like the fastest. No, they're not no, the fastest. Shit in they? the cheat are the fastest land animal. Yeah. yeah. How many? 72. Holy smokes. That? It, literally, that's, it literally just gets there, it comes back, it doesn't stay there for long. Yeah, yeah. Like Can't maintain sp- it. <laughs> no, it's a bit more of a sprinter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think I could outrun Would you try or would you just give up? I would I, I would try. definitely try and outrun yeah. it. <laughs> would you just failure roll over and give up? Play dead, it might Not leave you alone. trying is yeah. the biggest failure. Right, back yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Right, Brands, Harv, let's go with you first, only because we write show notes because we're very professional here on the Really Bad Mental Health mm-hmm. Podcast. And Harv has written a note on there that makes no sense to anyone oh, else. Yes. So Harv, what is your rant? What, breaking news bullshit? That's all it says, <laughs> breaking news bullshit. I think it's when someone says, breaking news, and uh, it's not breaking news. What, like the BBC send you an update? Okay, right, yeah, exactly this. Excellent. So, not when someone says it. Wouldn't I it mean, be like, on? The, I get it on my feed, like, breaking yeah, news, yeah, yeah, exactly. and I look right, at so, it and I'm like... So, back in the day, when you were watching TV and you only had three or four channels... You're going to show your age here, mate. <laughs> you are going to show well, your age. Well, I don't There's care. a younger generation that won't know what you're about to say. I don't care, I don't care. So, you're watching... You sat around, neighbors. yeah. You're watching Neighbours Extenders, whatever it is, as a family, and then they interrupt the TV program to bring you some news. Yes, that is breaking that news. That was breaking that news. That was big you news. Knew some sh- you knew yeah. shit was going down, yeah. didn't you? Last week, when Prince Harry arrived for the court hearing about the media, the, the oh, news the phone paper, packing or yeah. whatever it was, the yeah. fact that Prince Harry had arrived there is not fucking breaking news. <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> and my phone's going off again. Breaking news. Prince Harry's arrived at some shit you don't care about. That's not breaking news. It needs to wind itself in because breaking news needs to grab your attention. Yeah. You know, it just can't be... My boss has the BBC like alert, so it yeah. makes that BBC yeah, news that. noise. Yeah. That. that noise goes off. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I reckon it went off five times like, today. Yeah. Nothing. That yeah. That's, that's what... Yeah, that's exactly what I'm ranting about. You talked about, is it ground news? You talked about... Yeah, ground news, so yeah. Ground news, yeah. which is like a sort of aggregator. Yeah. And that's the same, because you still get, like, yeah. random stuff. It's a little bit less sensational. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if the Daily Mail, Sidebar of Shame, had that. that I don't would know what be you're like, talking about. Sorry, what? The Daily Mail. The Daily Mail sidebar, sidebar of shame. shame. I didn't say like, It's just the sidebar. The Daily. Go online on the Daily Mail tomorrow, and down nope. the sidebar is all like the entertainment and the all the all, all the, the scuzzy bit. Yeah, that's the highlight of my the day. The most I get. But if that if that did me an update, I would love that. I'd be like, oh, what's going on now? I wouldn't uh, have to keep I'm checking sure it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't like the apps. Daily Mail like sidebar of shame. <laughs> wow, is that what it's called? Isn't it? Don't um, people call it that? I think that's an absolute valid rant. That yeah. half. I think that is a good rant. And also, we don't need to know bad breaking news either. There's enough bad news out there. Like, we don't need an alert that something's happened. We now get an alert from the government if something bad's going to happen to us. Did you, we were in town when that went off, and everyone stopped. Yeah, the whole town well, stopped and looked at their phone. When we were on holiday in Turkey, did I tell you the we're story to- when I came back We're talking about Turkey? the break, the yeah, the, the alert. The alert that yeah. text through on Sunday to everyone. When we were in Turkey, they have it over there already. So yeah. we were sat, all sat around the pool, you know, hundreds of Brits, because there's all Brits aboard. And everyone's phone started making that noise. Yeah. So we're in Turkey, everyone's phone's making the noise. Everyone's like, what's going on? What's going on? You look at your phone, there's a massive exclamation mark and a load of Turkish writing. And we were like, everyone was like, oh my God, we're under attack. There's some sort of like terror yeah. attack because it was that was bad. Was it Prince Harry had arrived in the court? <laughs> no, nearly. It was some, a warning oh. about flood water because it was going to be a big flood. Oh, okay. A few hundred miles away. But and we were, but the panic that set in around that oh, yeah, pool it would. I hope they was don't, just like yeah, yeah. nothing I've never seen before because it was like, it's got to be, it's got to be an attack. You know, we're under attack. Like what's wow. going on? I think, wow. I think that's such a valid rant. Yeah, it is a valid rant. Because 
the way that it's kind of it's devalued. It has it's devalued news. Generally, yeah. it's just devalued. Sometimes, actual what yeah. would you class as breaking news these days? Like, what would you want to see as a breaking news well, headline? Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say what I'd want to see because that could sound really morbid, right? But I'll give you an example. When Princess Diana died, oh yeah, I that can was breaking that. news. Yeah, that yeah. would interrupt your TV program. Nine yeah, eleven. Nine yeah. eleven. Exactly. If you're if you're a news provider, you need to find a way to get into people's lives. So, uh, yeah, that's and there's loads of them now. There, there's however many hundreds of channels. That's very true. Yeah. So it's you know. But it doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't make it right. No, no. no. Um, I don't even know if my run is valid this week because Harv knows about this because we spoke about it. So. I'm going to look at Lise and producer David to find out if they've ever experienced this because the the rant that pisses me off and it does piss me off. Have you ever had a leaf <laughs> fall onto your car, right, and go underneath the windscreen wiper? What, like in the little grate bit? No, no, no. Underneath the windscreen wiper. So you know... The, yeah, so the windscreen wiper is, is on your windscreen, yeah? And then you get a leaf, and it always happens. I've had this, like, loads in my life, and Harv was like, I've never had that. No, I can't so a leaf say goes underneath, between the glass and the wiper blade, a leaf is sat there, and it's always right in front of your eyes, right? So as it's raining, it's pissing down the rain, so the last thing you want to do is get out of your car and get rid of the leaf that's under the wiper. But for the whole time you're driving, and for days... Days and days no. before, afterwards, it's right in front of your you eyes. You can just stop the car though and take it out when it stopped raining. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, because you forget. So the point is, have you had it, David? Absolutely. There you go. Yes. So, I don't think I have. Though, is how did it? Did you? You said you saw it float. No, down. no, I didn't see it fall down. Oh, I just get in the car. Okay. So I've had that done. I've had that done. <laughs> I've had it done. So I, I'm I mean, a I'm, man. I'm, <laughs> you've had the leaf, have you? The leaf. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> a leaf of grief. <laughs> a leaf of grief. That's what we should I'm call it. I'm now going to go around and put a leaf of grief in your car every well, no, time I, I see it. <laughs> when they have my eyebrows done. It's, it's, a, it's an example of something that must happen more, where it's something that occurs in a situation which precludes you from stopping it happening, which is because it's mm. raining. Yeah. So you turn on the windscreen wipers and this leaf appears. Yeah. And, and it leaves it a line. Absolutely hooning it down. Yeah. Uh, do you feel and, like you're in like, some sort of parallel universe? You can't, you can't stop it. Yeah. And then the rain stops. You forget about it. You stick on the radio. Carry on the journey. And then and next then time the it rains, it's still there. You put the whiskey wipers on again. There it is. You think it would fall out, but it doesn't. It stays. It stays. You would think the momentum of the. Can anyone who's experienced this, who's listening, email me at thebraveanddetermincoming at gmail.com and just put in the subtitle, The Leaf of Grief. Thank you very much. Um, and a big shout out to Sandeep from Ovo. Um, <laughs> to sort out your problems. No, 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 for, for ignoring all my emails and sending me further bills and I'm increasingly getting into debt. So shout out, Sandeep. Thanks very much. Lise, over to you. So my rant, it's not necessarily a rant, but it's a question. Because you've got a question. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> so you've got an app. Have you got an Apple Watch? Wow. Or a, a fitness tracking watch. Do you it's a sad a story, actually. Oh, it is. Oh. You started him so off now. I'll just buy a pin and I'll fix it for you. I was already in a bad mood. Okay, sorry. Oh, no. It anyway. Not, not now, I'm not. Oh. But at the time, when I caught my Fitbit watch oh. on my high-vis jacket, leaving oh, work. Oh, and pulled the... And I, yeah, broke oh. it. Anyway, anyway. You know how you have to set it to say you're doing a workout? Oh, yeah, you do that the first few times, yeah. Well, yeah, so I, in my little head, if I haven't done that and it doesn't record my workout, I haven't really worked out because I like to make my calorie targets and, the, sure. you know. The other day I was at the, the gym and I forgot to press the button and say I was doing a workout. 
So it was, I was working out as hard as I would normally, but my calories were nowhere near as high as they would be if I turned my watch on. So midway through, I was like, I haven't put my watch on. I'm going to put it on. So in the first half of the class, I didn't burn that many calories. As soon as I told my watch I was working out, the calorie count went up. But how, surely I'm working as hard as what I'm working and it should be burning those calories or whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't. And why does it not do that? Um, so we need... Who's the new CEO of Apple? I don't know. Um, if they... It was um, Steve Jobs back yeah, in the no, day, wasn't no, it? I think, it, I think Tim it's... Tim Cook. Yeah, Mike, it's Mike Occupation. Pardon? Mike Occupation. Okay. Could he or Tim Cook? <laughs> uh, if you could email me at thebraveanddetermined.company at gmail.com and let us know why Lisa's watch doesn't track oh, her well, fitness when it's switched off. That's weird, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I'm so going to test it again. Office Lady is a massive fan of her Apple Watch. Well, to get the point her to do a run without turning it on. She wouldn't do it. Okay. She wouldn't run. I've said to her before, you can run without your watch. No, I can't. <laughs> I used to, when I was training for a yeah. half marathon, I had a Strava GPS thing on that one to tell me if I was in time with my you know you were hours. eight and a half yeah, minutes yeah. I was never meeting yeah. I had my iPhone in here telling me in here right in my um, she's pointing to her arm wristband mm. <laughs> and I had, had your my Fitbit they put the iPhone in yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. got 4G <laughs> now three different things and I was like what are you doing like, just go for a run does yeah. it matter I've said to I've said to Office Lady before you don't need to take technology to go for a run but she no. won't do it yeah okay. big shout but out I'm going to try it the rest of this week mm. and if I if I don't turn it on sports mode or Workout mode. Well, it's obviously, yeah, it's obviously bullshit, isn't it? Well, yeah. yeah. Breaking bullshit. Well, why did I spend that much bullshit. money on it? If it's not really, because surely I should still be burning 300 odd calories, whether mm-hmm. I'm telling that I'm working out or not. But yeah, you, you're definitely not burning more calories because you've changed the setting on yeah. your watch. But according to the Apple Watch, I am. Well, there you go. I mean, it's, they're clever, it's clever technology, but it can't burn more of your calories for you. Well, I don't know. I'm going to try it again. <laughs> that's a, yeah. That is a unique selling point <laughs> yeah. right there. So yeah. that's the end of the uh, the Brave and Determined, the Really Bad Mental Health Podcast Season 2, Episode 3. So what's the message, Harv? The message. The, the message. The message. Well, the message. Trying to do this in a uh, Keith Lemon. Yeah. What's the message? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to just want to go, go back to the panic and anxiety attack thing, because if there is anybody struggling suffering or can relate to anything that we've said then obviously shout out uh, to us at the brave and determined company gmail.com or on our insta whatever get in touch um and there are three things i do to deal with my anxiety and panic and mental health generally now uh one is accept that i've got a mental health problem the other one is to talk about having a mental health problem challenge and the other one is to move around a lot and work out and run and sweat and all those things Lise? Um, I would say try and focus on your breathing. Tell yourself what's happening. You know what's happening and it will pass. I um, concur with Lise with the breathing. I think breathe, whatever you're experiencing, breath work is amazing. Yeah. And you should do more of that. And to concur with Harv, share, talk about it. Don't be ashamed and talk about it. If you tell the people around you that love you, they won't judge you and they'll help you through it. And I think sharing is a great thing. So there we go. That's the end. You got something? Oh, just a little quote came to, you know, I love go a quote. On. Yeah, go on. The people that mind. No, no, the, the people, people that, that matter, matter don't mind. Yeah. And the people, the people that, that mind don't matter. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's very true. Say it again. The people that matter don't mind, and the people that mind don't matter. There you go. How beautiful is that? So, Lisa, what are you going to sing us out to? I don't know. It's got to be a South African theme. I've only got oh. one. I've only got one song in my head because we talked all about Biltong. Oh, um, uh, what's that? I left the rain. I don't know much more of that song. Oh, is that it? it? They played it on like repeat for like dun, 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 a year. Dun, 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 it mentions the Serengeti. Is that that one? Does it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but uh, well, I don't even know the worst of uh, that song. Okay, well, let's think of something else quickly. South African related. Well, if you've got another. In the Jungle. Yeah. A Wimbleway. A Wimbleway. A Wimbleway. A Wimbleway. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. And on that note, thanks very much, guys. Good night.